everybody, welcome to Ufshan Amna's podcast, also known as the, the Brownies, Brownies Next Door podcast. podcast. I'm Ufshan. I'm Amna. We are back at you with episode two. So in today's episode, we're still going to talk about our random questions, but we're also going to address some of our viewers' questions towards the end, so stay tuned. And if you have any questions that you want us to address, remember to hit us up with them so that we can address them. Our Twitter handle is at brownies podcast and our instagram handle is at brownies next door and our personal handles on instagram are ambibambi97 ambii underscore bambii97 <laughs> and mine is at beingamna b-e-i-n-g-a-m-n-a great let's get started all right question number one Afsha. yes if you found out you would inexplicably fall down dead in one ear what would you change about your life are you triggered? A little bit. <laughs> That's why I laughed when I read it. Um, probably fall in love, travel the world, forget about a job. So change everything? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would change everything. What's like something like specific you would change? Like, so not what specific. You do, but like what would you change? <sighs> yes. I would stop getting hung up on things Hmm. because then you just waste more time. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. No. (laughs) We've been watching Frozen 2 for the past three nights incrementally. (laughs) And we're still, we're scarred by that sound. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree with what you said. Um, I think that that makes sense. I personally, I think I would do something similar. I would completely change the trajectory of my life. Because a, <laughs> a lot of, like, the decisions I make, I, like, I'm very... Hesitant? Hesitant, I think. Calculated? I worry a lot about, yeah, they're calculated. I worry a lot about, like, the future. Like, I can't just do things and just... Spontaneously. Like, blah, blah, blah. But if I was going to die and I'd be like, fuck this, I'm going to blow my entire checking account. Yeah. Go travel the world, jump off, like, a cliff into a river. Like, who's going to stop me? Right? <laughs> I'm going to die anyway. I'm going to, like... Not to be cliche, but create a bucket list and go through it and just, like, fuck around. I would not be one of those people that just sits and works or does, like, things as they're supposed to. Like, yeah. I would be just wilding around the world. Yeah. Okay, next. What's the most pleasant-sounding accent? Oh, my God. This is so Eurocentric. I don't even want to answer this question. <laughs> like, I really don't. <laughs> Everybody knows that an Indian accent is not sexy because we <laughs> have a completely... Fucking, what's it called? Maybe there's some person around the We world. have internalized Eurocentricism. That's why we think British accents are so sexy. But to be so honest, I can't fucking understand anything they say. So there's there's uh, so many different ones. There's certain British accents that I think are so attractive. And some of them I think are so ugly. I can't understand them. And even if I do, like, they're just really, like, broad. Let me tell you something. What? This is so unexpected of me. But oh, I no. low-key... <laughs> Are you going to say Southern Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ever since I have moved down to the deep south, because first of all, I never found British accents or Australian accents to be like, oh my God, that's so sexy. Hee hee ha ha. Right? I've never felt that way. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. But for some reason, the Southern gentleman type thing just really gets me. It's not like the ones where you sound like, go on boy oh, like no no yeah no 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 not like that it's more it's just like a slight twang i fuck with okay. the twang so 
Unexpectedly, I do sort of agree with you. Yeah. I've always thought Southern accent was the ugliest accent. I hate it. Makes my skin crawl. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. However, there's a very certain posh upper, like, Southern accent that, like, I find attractive. And there's, like, one person to blame. There was an attorney at my last job who I had the fattest crush on. <laughs> and he had that accent. Name drop. Name drop. I'm absolutely will not. But <laughs> my girl was like, calm down. You know who I'm talking about. But... He has this, like, very, like, old-timey, posh southern accent. It's very classy. It's not, like, it's go not like, dogs. It, <laughs> no, it's so classy, and it made me actually, like, find those types of It's a twang. Like it, it's very subtle, and it's yeah. just, like, oh, I associate like it with, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, I associate it with, like, romanticism and, like, chauvinism and, like, <laughs> you know, just, like, open my door for me when I not want like you to. Not, like, internalized patriarchy. Yeah. British accent I find attractive. Anything other than that. So everything posh. Yes, I'm a super elitist bitch. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> what do couples do that seriously annoys you? Um, I'm not offended by PDA at all. Like, I, okay, obviously, if you're like on top of each other and doing that kind of stuff, that's annoying. But that's just too much. I feel like uh, if you're holding hands and like if you you know peck here and there, like I don't give a fuck. Like it's fine. I completely don't like pda it makes me uncomfortable i annoy well it depends where you are like like at any point like no i don't overly touchy-feely and we're like we're so cute okay i'm a touchy-feely person i'm a touchy-feely person if we're in public i want to hold your hand i want to whatever that's pda i'm not talking about holding hands i'm talking about like being all like looking at each other's faces and like touching each other okay well that's whack like not everyone knows that have you ever like you know you go to like six flags or some shit and you're in line for um for a ride or a roller coaster or whatever. Okay, yeah. And people will be there. And but people are in, faces. like, the honeymoon. The, 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 those I hate people, that shit. Those people are in the honeymoon phase. It's, I'm not when you get there, you'll know. But whatever. people are in the honeymoon stage. It's gross. It is gross, yes. But, you know, when I see it, I'm just like, it makes me uncomfortable, but not to the point where I want to yak. But, like, if they're on, like, if they're literally humping each other and, like, there's kids around, I'm going to have an issue. But if you're, like, just leaning on each other or hugging or whatever, like, I don't give a shit. Like, keep doing you. Like, <laughs> you're in love. Kudos to you. That's one I more person who likes like, you. Ugh, like <clears throat> it's not gross when you, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Really old fashioned about that. It's too. not about being old fashioned. I think you have to, like, because. No. Because when you, I think when they're doing it, they forget that there are people around them and it's just like them too. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. It's still, still annoying. To the outside world, I get it. I do think though that people in the relationship should know if the other is okay with it or not. And I high key, oh. I high key think guys that don't show affection to girls in public, like their girlfriend have some sus shit going on like if they're like no 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 i don't want to hold your hand why not why don't you want to hold the only time it's acceptable is if you're both like brown from conservative families and And like you don't want to see some uncle auntie or both of you know that you don't like that shit and you just like being you know normal in public yeah yeah. so that's the only time it's like i feel like acceptable but like it also has to do with your love languages like if you're a physical person and like your love language is like touch then you're gonna want your partner to be like you know in some sort of contact with you. I guess that makes sense. But, like... But it's the cutest shit when, like, if someone holds your hand, even when, when you're in public and, like, it's so mindless and they just, like, you know, just grab it out of instinct. That's the cutest shit ever! No, that subtle stuff is really cute. I'm not gonna lie. But, like, <laughs> still, people being all, like, up and eat, like, just having their... Like, it's like, oh, get a room. What? They will get a room. <laughs> I want them to. I will get them the room. <laughs> 
What is something that a ton of people are obsessed with that you just don't get the point of? Boy bands and artists being obsessed mm. with oh actually just idolizing people in general. Stan I really culture. I really just don't understand this is just my perspective obviously, but I really cannot understand like putting someone up to that level of a pedestal where you like go bonkers over them i have never i tried to get on that bandwagon of like being one of those like stardom girls yeah Yeah. Yeah. a groupie yeah when one direction was like the it thing just because i love zane obviously (laughs) (laughs) just brown girl exactly (laughs) yeah so it was like a it was like a little thing of like representation and i was like this is kind of lit but other than that i've never been like so obsessed with someone like justin bieber like no I've never been, I've never even been obsessed with, like, I don't know, like, I've never put artists or any pe- anyone, like, people are like, Beyonce this, Beyonce that, yeah, Beyonce this, Beyonce that. that. Like, She's I'm, a great performer. She's uh-huh. a great artist, but I'm not going to be like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, people go overboard. Like, that Stan Twitter culture is, like, it's so toxic at times because I'm like, these people don't even know who you are. Like, they don't care about you. Don't Stop capping for them so hard. Yeah, some people and, really... And especially, them. like, also this happens with people in sports. <laughs> Let me tell you, sis, I cannot stand it when someone stands up for an athlete or an entire team. <laughs> okay, let's say you have a favorite player. I get it. Fine. Great. Yeah. He's, you know, you're, he or she is, like your um role model yeah but what i don't understand is like you going up to bat for them for no reason first of all you don't know them you don't know their family you don't know who they are like what you can do all the research you want until you don't know that person you don't know that person Mm -hmm. and let alone standing up for an entire team to the point where you get physically aggressive like i've seen that shit if you go to actual games like Guys, even sometimes girls get super duper aggressive. Yeah. I know it's just like the whole bravado of the like situation and like spirit about it. Sure, right? there's a difference between being spirited and like being a little too much. You know, that's what I don't understand at all whatsoever. It's yeah. the biggest turnoff to me in the world, especially when when guys or girls act like they know the person personally that gets so uncomfortable like watching people like on twitter this is like this goes like to the nth degree like people will act like they are best friends with these people they'll like see them especially with like actors and stuff they'll like go to conventions and do like photo ops with them Mm -hmm. and like get autographs so they like spend some time talking to them yeah and then they'll act like they know them they know them they'll be on like twitter like all like oh i love this person i'm like they're not your friends they don't know you they don't remember your name your face like they're not your people. Like, it's so uncomfortable. There's a difference between having someone be your role model and someone being your idol. Yeah. Idolizing someone is completely different. It's almost like you're, like, submitting yourself to them. And it's like, it's what? Too much. It's, it's like- almost like people that are so into video games that they can't get their head out of their ass. Like, bro, it's just a video game. <laughs> I understand you're super invested, whether it's Call of Duty, FIFA, whatever the fuck, Fortnite. Oh, my goodness. I so just do I, not understand. I sort of understand that because as someone who fixates like that on things, like in terms of, I do that with like TV shows and movie series or book series. And I've always done that since I was like a kid. So I understand that. It can be very easy to go down a rabbit hole of it, but you really got to like catch yourself and like, there's like a line, you know, you can be upset. Like I love watching TV shows and like tweeting about them and like analyzing stuff and loving characters. Can you guys tell that she likes Twitter? <laughs> 
But, like, I'm taking a break, actually, from it. Why? Because it's too much. Why? Why, why? I just spent too much time on it, and it's just too much. That's me and TikTok right now. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I'm spending too much time on TikTok. <laughs> but anyway, like, it's just, like, I understand, like, how you can, like, kind of fixate on things like that, because they're fun, they're, inter- like, they bring you, whatever, like, calmness. But, like, you, it's too much when people are just, like, acting, like, crazy and fighting other people well that's what they do it's sending death threats when they get money involved they start betting and then my biggest pet peeve and sorry if this offends any guys out there my biggest pet peeve obviously i'm not a relationship right now but when i go on tiktok and i see these guys who are glued to their video games Mm -hmm. and their girlfriends are well the tiktok trend is like where they walk out naked but like if even that's the extreme but if she wants to hang out or whatever like that's just a virtual, not reality, but it's just, well, sometimes, yeah. It's a virtual reality. It's just a video game. And, like, it's not, real. it's not real. And, like, you're foregoing something that's, you know, in real life, you're foregoing someone who's a real person that should mean something to you more than a video game. But, yeah, yeah I don't understand the rabbit hole. I don't understand going down those things. I understand being... um super attached to like like I was super attached to Grey's Anatomy like that was my thing I was also super attached to SVU I love the characters I love like if if a character dies I like I start crying like it's like that sort that sort of attachment I understand but you have to learn how to like draw the line and I feel like some people just don't know how to draw the line like it's it's too much especially when like they're older and they do it because it's one thing if you have like 14 15 year olds doing it like you know you're still maturing at that time like you're kind of a little bit like whoa mm-hmm. yeah so you do stupid things but when you see like 25 30 year olds doing this yeah. i'm just like bro when i see no I, when i go to like like games and stuff like soccer games or basketball games or whatever football games like there are people who get so upset that they like throw beers at other people and i'm yeah. just like get okay well half of it is because they're drunk like that's another thing but like is it really worth it like you make yourself upset you make the other person upset like it's all in good fun yeah like we're not fan shaming like trust like if you are a fan of something you like it whatever that's great like i'm not saying that if you're like 35 40 whatever you shouldn't be a fan of things you should be a fan of things to engage in like fan culture that's great but there's a line mm-hmm. and going over it and just becoming crazy and violent against people or fighting people or doxing people or whatever the hell like that is too much like you're, you should be mature at this point and not be engaging in that nobody should be but like especially if you're older yeah get your head out of your ass do you believe in fate what the fuck is the difference between fate and destiny and all those different I things those synonyms. fate and destiny um, to a certain extent, just because I am not an atheist and I do believe in a higher power. Um, that being said, I think there's a sort of fate that has been written already for you or there is there is a higher being or a higher power that is looking out for you, in my opinion. I think that there are certain things that are meant to be and there are certain things that with your own power you can change. Because they are, they're really, they're, like, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that saying, um, uh, if, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, it's yours. Yeah, if it doesn't, and it wasn't yours to begin with. Yeah, I'm a yeah. huge proponent of that just because I feel like if you try to control something so hard, it's not worth it. And yeah. also, if, like, this is something in relationships that a lot of people forget 
is that if you try to hold on to someone so so hard they just want to get away from you even yeah, more 100, you smother them you smother them and not only that it's just why do that to yourself like the other person the other person should want to be with you just as much if not more than you want to be with them yeah so there's no point i, I understand mm. those people that want to better themselves and they want to um be better people but that should be for themselves it should not be for the sake of someone else yeah but in terms of yeah like if there are you in, in careers you see so many people that try to go be a doctor but then they find their passion of like painting and go that way like maybe you were never meant to be a doctor yeah that's the stuff that really gets me like i've always been like wobbly on it but at the end of the day i really do feel i feel that i do believe in it because of like random chance where some yeah. people work their whole life to get, have something wouldn't work out some random other thing works out and they end up and just there. just like that and that's why i also believe in miracles because i really truly believe that something is out there someone just a higher being is out there who knows what's better for us when we don't know what's better for ourselves i, I do agree yeah because sometimes you like want things so badly when it's not and good they don't for happen. you and yeah then you're like what the hell what the hell i'm and upset like, yeah like a year later or whatever you're looking back and you're like oh shit i'm so glad that didn't happen yeah and, and it's sometimes i forget to abide by what i believe in because i'm i'm trying so so hard to you know whatever it is try to get into this school or go here or try to make things work but at the end of the day, like, I can try as much as I want. And at a certain point, I have to stop and just kind of roll with the punches. Like, yeah. it's not it's not up to me, you know, for example, if you're trying to get into med school, law school, you know, a higher education, it's I can do only so much. I can only study so much. I can only, you know, make my application so well-rounded. After that, it's up to the other person, you know? Yeah. I can only interview so many times and get perfect my interview. Exactly. And at, at the end of the day, it's up to that person if they it's the ball's in their court. But I also do believe in, like, not to be all like, oh, then what's the point if everything's already faded? Right. Like, I do believe that, yeah, it's faded, like, what's going to happen in a lot of times, but not how it's going to happen. And with the choices you make inform how it's going to happen. My perspective is that you do everything that you can from your standpoint mm -hmm. and then the rest is up to you know whatever call it the well, universe call it mother you. whatever yeah, yeah i do agree okay so now let's talk about the questions we got from our male listeners out there okay because okay. we got several we did. they just want to pick our female brains apart and <laughs> know what's going on up there it's a mystery to them our first question is how to not lose a girl's interest well i think this applies to every single question that will follow Open your ears. <laughs> listen. Yes, yes, 100%. In order to keep a girl's interest, you must know what her interests are. Not your interests, her interests. Yes. I personally think, and this is my opinion, mm. you will have to agree with it. Mm. You shouldn't just ask somebody out or whatever or be like talking to them. Oh, well, why? Because them. in my experience, generally, within the first couple times of just interacting, boom, let's go out. I think that's so Where stupid. is the finesse? Yes, talk. Like, you gotta court a little bit <laughs> before you actually court them. Like, yeah. talk, listen to what they have to say. And I like, think that's that why we might g have that whole, like, southern chivalry little twang fetish. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, Damn. that's representative of, like, a time where people are just, it's just association with courtship. Yeah. And having some sort of game and finesse. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Which a lot of girls might not agree with that. I think whatever. Us, it's about us. Both <laughs> of us like are very much. We do like that 
I think courtship aspect of it and not right. just being like oh, right, I'll right, do whatever, right, kind of a deal, right. Um, a lot of girls might not d- agree, but I do personally. Yeah, I agree exactly what you're saying. Like that aspect of being courted, like feeling like they actually want to know about you. They want like this is just the type of thing that we're interested in because <laughs> there there are a lot of people who are very much into hookup culture. Yeah. And while that's okay, that might be a phase. Maybe it's not a phase, but it's your thing. It's your thing. You go with it. You don't need to court for that. <laughs> but if you want just you know something deeper, something a little bit more like a friendship. Yeah. That's which again informs to like listen. More likely than not, they will tell you once you're speaking. Oh, a hundred percent. What they're into. If a girl, Ali, this is me. I can't speak for everyone. If someone likes you, if a girl likes you, generally you will know. There are not that many mind games. Maybe a little bit, but that's only if you're playing mind games. Also, but if you have eyes, like they might not say it, but like if you have eyes and ears, like you pay attention. Dude, isn't there a statistic that like? Like, some majority amount of communication is made through the eyes or, like, nonverbal sure. cues. Yeah, 100%. Because that's where, like, because what people say is intentional. What, like, your nonverbal cues are a lot of times unintentional, subconscious even. Right. So, yeah, if you actually, like, pay attention. That, to me, I, that's what I was going to say. To keep a girl's attention, pay attention. To nonverbal her. cues are huge. Like, if you guys are talking... I've heard also that if someone's feet are facing you, that means they're that. fully engaged. Oh, they talked about their new girl. Yeah. yeah. And also, if they're leaning in towards you, mm-hmm. that means they're fully engaged. If they're making hella eye contact, they're interested and 100% they're fu- fully engaged. When I'm interested in somebody, I am staring at their Dude. ass. So Not their ass, basically. <laughs> I'm staring. Their face. I'm staring. Yeah, because I want to know. I'm. I Because eyes reveal a lot. They they're the windows to the soul. They and the I think that soul. it goes both ways. When guys are very interested, they do the same exact thing. They're very attentive and they're very, like, I can see them just staring at my face or staring at in my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've experienced that firsthand. And that's how I know. I know when a person's not interested, and I know exactly when a person is interested. You can definitely tell by body, by like body language when well, someone's some of, not interested. Some of them make it a little too apparent that they're interested, and that kind of throws me off too. I'm kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like if you're at the club or if you're at a bar or if you're at some, like first of all, don't put your hand on my back to oh, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, let's lay that. Do not Contentious touch. Key. Do not touch me if I don't want you to. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't touch me. Don't whatever. But if, like, you come up to me and you start talking, you will know within the first three to five seconds whether I'm interested in speaking to you or not. Generally, I will turn away Mm -hmm. just because I'm here with my friends, my girlfriends, whoever. But if I'm interested, you will have my attention. Mm -hmm. And that's within the first three to five seconds. So there are also guys in the club and the bars and the wherever, where it goes for any place really that are called hoverers mm. they will stay there and they will not move that's so uncomfortable like, until why? i've had i've experienced this where a guy just stands behind you just waiting to either pull a move or whatever so guys just a general rule if you have stood there for longer than 10 seconds you are a hoverer you need to move oh yeah like just take the hint like, we know that you're there and we see you like if you can tell by body language when a girl is not interested. She's going to turn away from you. She's going to be awkward. She won't be making a lot of eye contact usually. Or if she's just not, like, if you're, like, constantly trying to, like, talk to her, 
and she keeps giving you one-word answers and turning away as soon as she says them, she's just being polite. Like, Okay, so let's make this a little bit more constructive for men. Ow. So one, don't be a hoverer. Ten-second rule. If she's not responding within ten seconds, leave. Two, nonverbal cues are enormous. Eye contact and body language. If she's looking at you in the face and listening to you and nodding her head and she's leaned in and she's fully facing you for longer than 10 to 20 seconds, she's engaged, you have her attention. Also, she might just straight up tell you like, okay, like let's talk or okay, let's go hang out or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be just in a club or in a bar. And also like try to look your best. Like if that wasn't obvious enough already. Shape up your beard, go get a haircut, get a shape up, put your best clothes on, make sure your jeans are fitting fine, or don't wear jeans, it doesn't matter, joggers are hot. (laughs) (laughs) Put some effort in, that is another way to get a girl's attention. Put in effort, if she sees that you're putting the effort, this is like kind of step two, if you've gotten her attention, read, listen, pay attention, Mm -hmm. you've got her attention, now put in effort, make her see that you are putting in effort, that you are listening. Right. And things like that. That's how you will keep that attention. For example, Amna, if you're a girl. I am a girl. (laughs) You tell me, oh my god, I love hair. Like, just in passing, we're talking about whatever, books, okay? Yeah. Oh my god, Amna, you're so pretty, la la la, I'm going to be a dude, right? (laughs) Okay. Amna, what do you like to do? I love reading books. Yeah? What what do you like reading? Um, I'm kind of obsessed with Harry Potter. Okay. And I I like reading, like, fantasy young adult books. Okay, so... I'm being up to now. So now that she's told me something about her, maybe if this continues, maybe, you know, a couple dates or whatever down the line, next time I see her, I'll either bring it up in casual talk and be like, oh, yeah, I remember you said that. Those little things are humongous because I'm like, oh, he was listening. And he remembered. And he remembered. So I was important enough for you to remember. Yes. That's a huge win. That's a telltale immediately. Yes. What is the best way to transition from a situationship to a relationship? Communication is key. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Communication is how you do it. Exactly. Just be mature about it. Like, sit down and have a serious conversation, as as unsexy as that might sound at times. Yeah. You got to just sit down and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, first of all, read the room. Yeah. And talk about it and lay it out without being, like, pushy. Maybe that's what they're saying is they don't know how to read the room. I feel like if you're already doing all things that pertain to a relationship, like going out on dates, you know, maybe your families are getting involved, or then that's a different story. That, yeah. Then I think it's very apparent, and someone needs to take the leap of faith, because if you haven't at that point, I don't know why you haven't, then there's a serious issue. But if you guys are just hooking up, or just, you know, be like friends with benefits, whatever it is, and one of you develop, you know, feelings, vocalize it! Yeah, because it's not like... You're not going to keep doing what's happening. Exactly. It's going to like explode. It's a temporary thing. Yeah. Say what you want and get it or say what you want and not get it. Or you can just not say what you want and And not have a chance of getting it. Right. Like you got to take that chance if you actually, if if it's worth fighting for. Right. Not to be cliched. (laughs) So one last question from a very important listener. (laughs) How do you get a girl if you know you're not in her league and you want to get to her faster than other guys, but you know that she just may not be interested in you, period, because of whatever it is, whether it's jobs, looks, work ethic, as he said. He just wants to know how to tackle the situation 
if he if some guy wants this girl, but she has no idea. She just is, is like oblivious. Completely oblivious. But this guy has been after her allegedly for a while and wants her attention but just doesn't know how to get it. My first comment to this would be or my first question to you would be at this point you got to ask yourself is this girl worth it? If she hasn't seen you for who you are, she hasn't shown interest all this time later and you're doing all of this like wearing all of these things like is it worth it for you to work this hard to go after this girl who will only see you once you have these qualities? Like, don't you want somebody who likes, loves you for who you are, who's attracted to you for who you are? Absolutely. You don't have to work this hard for Because at that point, I feel like there's an imbalance in the relationship. That one person wants the other person so, so bad. So bad, right. They're doing all these right. things just to be, like, I don't know, attractive to them or what. Whatnot. And if she's right under your nose and you're right under her nose and she still doesn't see it. And you need to find someone who does see it. Yeah, because you deserve somebody who wants to work for you, who doesn't, who isn't just like waiting for you to do your magical. Um, I also think it depends on how long you've been waiting for this, yeah, that's or true. or if it's been like a passive liking, like you've had a crush on her and you just haven't acted on it, and you just sat in the back and waited for her to, you know, whether it's be out of a relationship or notice you, whatever, the, whatever it may be. But if you feel that you don't measure up to someone's. Um, standards you've already put them on a pedestal you put them on a pedestal you put yourself down down, and you're really putting yourself in a negative mental state exactly and you don't deserve that right you need to be with someone who's on equal footing with you so because i feel like in that situation even if this works out perfectly you get to where you want to be you ask that girl out she wants to go out you guys are in a relationship i feel like a part of you is always going to be insecure absolutely that you're gonna fall behind and she's gonna go after the next guy yeah who's, who's more because it you. shouldn't be about the materialistic things or the physical thing i i understand the whole argument of you eat with your eyes first i understand yeah. that i'm a firm believer in that you need to take care of yourself looks wise you need to keep up with your looks you need to keep working out stay healthy eat healthy you know take care of your mental health in order for for yourself it first effort. and foremost yeah. And then after that, people will be attracted to you. You know, it's the law of attraction. What you put out is what you'll get. Take care of your body in terms of, like, don't just, oh, I don't know. I'm not, like, someone who eats super healthy or is, like, great about working out. I don't think you not, people not working out and things like that doesn't make them, like, Okay, but, but okay, here's, the th- here's my argument with that. Even though you don't do that, you are aware yes. that you need to be physically attractive sometimes when you're outside of the house. <laughs> Okay, to me, obviously, you're fine the way you are. You're pretty. But you know that, you know, when you're out and about, you, you need to... You dress up. You put, you you put need, an effort. Don't be a bum when exactly. you're out. You can be if you want to be, but for the purposes of this question... Yeah. you got to put in some effort into your life. you got to make it look like you care about yourself. Right. And you care about your life and you have goals because, and confidence in Right, yourself. because if you care about yourself, that is an attractive feature. Yes, confidence and yeah. like self-assurance is attractive. That's another uh, that's another point that I have that you could be on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. You could be a strong 4 or 5, but if you have the confidence of a 10, you can You be, can be bumped up to a strong 8. Yeah, <laughs> like I agree with that self-assurance and not uh, we don't mean cockiness. Self-assurance and confidence can do a lot for you. Because and, yeah. No matter what gender you are. Like it really informs like that you know what you want, you know who you are right. and things like because that. Because there are plenty of 10s out there who are extremely insecure and have, you know, the confidence 
of a two or a three. Yeah, and it takes away from it. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, we all have insecurities. It's Absolutely. Not like you can't have insecurities, but it's like about balancing them out and knowing when to just, you know, put those aside and kind of just love yourself a little. Right. And I know that that aspect of self-love is so super hard for men because I don't think they're really taught a lot of the times, especially South Asian men. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like they're not taught how to self-love or being able to express themselves. Yeah. I really think that they've been held back by, oh, I need to be a man. Oh, this, this, this. That's why a lot of times guys don't groom themselves or take care of themselves because they think it's, it's too girly. Oh, I'm not going to go get a manicure. I'm not going to go get a pedicure because it's too fucking girly. Well, guess what, you gremlin? No one wants to look at your ugly ass feet then. <laughs> so go take care of yourself. It makes you feel good. It makes you love yourself a little bit more. Yeah, and it makes you look like it makes you attractive because you want to you're a clean person who takes care of yourself right and also have goals set for yourself you know if you want to get that job you know just even working towards a goal makes you attractive yes because at the end of the day i think it all goes back to our evolutionary traits where it's survival of the fittest like we want to be with a person who's going to last yeah and that doesn't mean you have to be like a millionaire or right like of course super, not like, right it's not about being like materialistic it's about life goals like having some ambition or yeah. something towards which you're working yeah you can't just exist as fun as that is that sometimes you can't <laughs> exist like just blah this is who i am like you have to be working towards something also i want to make a point i did say earlier you know like is it even worth it blah blah i want to make a point that that there's nothing wrong with the girl in this scenario if she doesn't like reciprocate those feelings absolutely like women like people are allowed to have preferences and they can love people and still not find them attractive and it doesn't make you as a person any less lovable absolutely it's just a loss of attraction if someone's not attractive to someone they can't force that right and that doesn't say anything about either of those people they just don't mesh together you know so it's like that doesn't mean you're not a good enough person. They just have different tastes. Right. So for this listener, that's what I would say is that if that person hasn't noticed you and your efforts, you might, you, you got to move on, buddy, because it's just not worth it at that point. It's you need not. someone who reciprocates that for you. You deserve someone who actually like, who sees you. Yeah, because you sound like you. a great guy. You yes. sound like an amazing person who really wants to go out of their way for this girl. But also, maybe vocalize your feelings to this girl because if she has no idea, what if she feels the same way? Yeah, that could Or be could true. feel the same way. But you definitely got to knock her down a little bit on your pedestal. Absolutely. You and cannot, bring yourself up a little bit yes, more. Yes, you cannot put somebody who you want to date or be with on such a pedestal that you can't see their like faults and you can't put them above yourself like that just that goes for anyone yeah it just it's gonna lead to an unhealthy so if anybody has any more questions please hit us up on our socials we would love to hear from more of our all listeners all listeners yeah (laughs) and you can hit us up on twitter at brownies podcast and on instagram at brownies next door Please uh, leave us any questions, suggestions, feedback, comments, concerns. Also, remember to give us five-star reviews on our iTunes podcast and leave a review there if you want. Awesome. Well, 
everybody stay safe and make sure you're quarantined because it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Bye.